Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been raising sharp since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover Oprah Popping bottles, feet all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture We're living in a chaotic culture Okay, it has been quite the week, ladies and gentlemen, but we back here, we ready to go. I'm tired, but it is what it is. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, the pod where chaos rules and black culture is elevated. This podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and Gen Z can navigate the crazy parts. Finances, music, black business highlights, home ownership, college, sports, black nerddom, all that and everything in between. Live from the 7-5, I'm the host and creator of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, your boy Ket the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculated Millennial, a.k.a. the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. Panda's favorite Toxic Adjacent King, a.k.a. your favorite Shadow Realm Consultant. The 843 is me doing it live once again from the 7-5. VA is where I stay. Always toxic, never chaotic on most days. Uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, despite how you may feel about the holiday, I just hope that you had uh, enough family time that you got a chance to enjoy your family without sharing, you know, dirty secrets or without, uh, you know, putting your family on blast. You know, I hope they didn't do the same for you. You know, got hope y'all got a chance to eat good food and just enjoy each other's company. You know, that at the end of the day, that's what it all pertains to. And that's what it's all about, man. We ain't trying to like bring up no negative shit. So um, anyway, for those of you who are listening for the first time, just be mindful that uh, we are a little bit reckless on here. Sometimes um, the interview series isn't really like that, but still, if we cuss, we cuss. I do apologize. We'll try to avoid all the big four little words out there, but no promises. Uh, with that in mind, I have a, a special guest with me today. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and let him introduce himself. Uh, I do know that he is a Hamptonian just like myself, you know, so we always got to celebrate our Hamptonians out here. Uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself, Calvin. What's going on, everybody? My name is Calvin Chambers, creator of Icarus Metro Comics. Here to just talk about my books, talk about what I'm about, talk about what I'm trying to produce for the world, and just to vibe out with everybody. So, you know, thank you for having me on the show. And, uh, you know, thank you for, you know, letting me speak my piece. 
Hey, man, not a problem. Not a problem. We are excited to have you on here. You know, uh, we went through a little scheduling conflict because it just seems that something kept either coming up or, you know, one of us wasn't feeling good. But I'm glad we got an actual chance to do this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's flu season is a killer, man. Uh, um, you know, we didn't have it last year because of the pandemic and everybody's wearing masks. But now that people are vaccinated, not wearing masks, flu's hitting like wildfire. Oh, boy. Well, I definitely hope that you are, are feeling better. Uh, I know oh, for a fact I, I stay masked up regardless of my vaccinations. Well, I am vaccinated. Let me just say that. But I'm definitely staying masked up around these parts because I know people are um, dirty. <laughs> I'm going to keep it like that. People, I don't trust people like that. So I'm um, in the pandemic getting help. My, uh, I don't want to say that I'm a germaphobe, but it definitely didn't help that that case. So, yeah, I've definitely just been taking extra precaution. And now we got the the Omicron variant out in South Africa. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to get a booster. The what? Yeah, the the, o- the Omicron variant. They they found it in South Africa. It apparently popped up uh, a couple of days ago. So yeah, if I don't know if you've been on Twitter lately, but people have been making jokes uh, about it being the Omarion variant, or uh, if you're a Transformers fan, the Unicron variant. I've, I've seen, I've yeah. seen it all. Man, they they create it, it didn't pop up in South Africa. They created it in South Africa uh, to try to stop Delta. I, I'm, I, you know what? I don't have no doubt about that. You know, I'm, I would not be surprised, but um anyway man just to get started you know uh i wanted to ask of course you know what um the start of your journey let's let's start from the beginning man like again we we touched on the fact that you are hamptonian so you know tell us what like brought you to hampton first and foremost and then how that culminated into your journey so far um well i I went to hampton because of their uh, engineering program um, so, you know, you know, my, my background will always be tech and, you know, I work in tech. So, you know, I went to Hampton, um, for, for tech, I went there for engineering. I actually switched over to computer science while I was there. Um, but you know, just going there and then I, when I left there, I was working for a couple of years. Um, I went and got my master's and, um, you know, I've always been, been doing that, but it was just like a, it was, it was different going on the Hampton um, and then leaving Hampton and then just seeing like the variety of things that were available to me in the world. Um, you know, Hampton's a little island, you know, yeah. you can barely get out, you know, and you don't really know what's going on until after it happens, you know, uh, and, and that's the thing I experienced now just to go back into, well, not to go back, but to go into um, the nerd side of myself. Uh, I didn't know Hampton had a Comic-Con until this year. Hmm. You know, at the Coliseum, yep. I didn't know that. You know, so it's like if I would have knew that, you know, I, I I could see myself living a different type of lifestyle. I could have been doing what I'm doing now back then if I knew, because I didn't go to my first Comic Con until after I left Hampton. Mm. Like I just randomly saw something. I was like, oh, you go to that. I went there. Um, I saw uh, Tommy, the the Green Power Ranger. Okay. I saw um, Dean King, who plays Superman, and I saw John Wesley Ship, and um, who played Flash, and he actually still plays Jay Garrick right now. And I also saw Kevin Eastman creating Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I see all these people drawing. I see all these people doing different things and stuff like that. Now I'm not an artist myself, but I could write. You know, I've always been a writer. Like even during my time in tech. 
and, and even before college, I was always writing. You know, I, I started off with music. You know, mm-hmm. I was writing music, I was writing, you know, raps and stuff like that. But it, it also, it came from stories, you know. I felt like that was the best way for me to, to express myself and express, um, you know, the different stories that I have was through music. But I feel now it's actually through stories. Um, so I went to my first Comic-Con and then I said to myself, I was like, I could be doing this myself. Like, I could be making these books. Like, what stopped me? Come to find out, the only thing stopped me is money. <laughs> because <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's his money because, like, all right, so you know, you, you get a comic book from the store, right? Mm-hmm. Comic book about five dollars, six dollars, right? Per book back in the day, it was like 25 cents. I'm thinking, okay, five, six dollar book, I can make this book, but you gotta think about it the book is all art, mm-hmm. and you gotta pay artists to make the book. It's about a hundred dollars a page to make a comic book. And if that pay, if that book is going to have about twenty eight pages, or twenty four pages, that's twenty eight hundred. That's rank. Sheesh! I did not that's realize right. that it costs like almost three grand just to make a comic book. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. So doing that, it's 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 crazy because it's like, all right, I can't afford that now. But I had to have ambition and drive in order to produce that, you know, because it's it's not a it's it's a to me because i love it it's a six month period mm-hmm. other people they can do two months depending on what they do other people it takes them five years to make one book you know and don't get me wrong like it, it's, it's it's great to like have a physical copy of your book to be able to produce and this is my second book um icarus metro 2 and um i'm actually like right now like planning like the rest of the series out just so i just have a concrete outline because um, I was very ambitious and I actually have a webcomic out too that I'm going back to and I'm actually getting character art for. Um, but like I said, okay, let me put this book out. Let me get this book. Um, some friends were like, hey, let me, you know, kickstart the book. Indiegogo the book, crowdfund. I said, okay, you know, let me start to see how that works out. And it's been pretty smooth so far, man. So I just like to write stories um, that outline different people's personalities so that people mm-hmm. can relate to other people. Because I know, like, a lot of people, maybe not today, um, or, or not people who are on social a lot, because you see different um, types of personalities, and we, you know, um, we, we know all sorts of people online. But a lot of other people, especially kids growing up, they see what's only in their environment. And that's how they view life. They view life based off of the people that surrounds them. Um, if they're in a predominantly white community, they view life predominantly white. They view life if they in in the um, in the projects. They they view life like that. If they view if they in a, a community um, that is toxic, that's how they view life. Um, now my books, each book has a different moral lesson with the book. Uh, and I'm going to carry this out um, for this Icarus Metro series, like different lessons each book. Other books, it'd be a different like plan to, to produce the books. But I want to be able to create stories that people can connect with internally and then be able to say, hey, this character reminds me of my aunt. This character reminds me of my brother. This character reminds me of my friend. So that people can really connect with the book and the characters so that they're able to um 
learn different viewpoints of people's perspectives and be able to handle or think about life in a different way. Okay. Hey man, that's a, that's wonderful. And that's a really ambitious goal that you have, man. And I think that, you know, telling the stories based on, uh, you know, different personalities is, is definitely going to relate to a lot of people. Uh, and, and that's a, a really good way to, to capture your audience here. So um, just to backtrack a little bit, tell us a little more about uh, Icarus Metro, man, and, and what what the, the realm of Icarus Metro encompasses. Um, so Icarus Metro is just like the name of the city area. It's not like the name of a character or the name of the plot or what, what goes on. Right. Um, the, the story follows a 10-person-led team um, by and the fem- is a female leader, um, and they are just basically like surveying the city, protecting the city, stopping paranormal threats. This is a world where like paranormal activity, magic, um, you know, aliens, superpowers, you know, everything just exists, and you know, people have different abilities. Not, I wouldn't say it's 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 like My Hero Academia. Um, but more so with a darker tone to it. Mm, okay. Uh, and, you know, with this, there's so much war going on, so much dystopia, underground societies, everything imaginable. But w- right with this story, I'm only focusing on this three city area. And, you know, it's basically like, okay, we got the good people, we got the bad people. How are the good people going to stop the bad people? What are the bad people doing? Why are they doing this? Why are the good people stopping them? You know, what's the relationship between the two? And just exploring that within this to just basically open up the world. Um, This is my first official comic book series. So, you know, as a writer, I want to, like, expand on this world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I was very inspired by Game of Thrones. I was very inspired by Bleach. I was very inspired by... Um, My Hero Academia. I was inspired by um, like the whole hour of Teen Titans. Like I'm talking about the the, the early 2000s one. Because oh, okay. You know in, yeah, because you know you know how in Teen Titans, um, I don't know if people really noticed. It. I mean, people noticed it, but like every episode they fought somebody, and then they ended up giving that person a communicator. And then at the last two episodes, they called everybody back from every episode to fight. I think it was fighting Hive or something like that. And I was just like, oh, that's good. That's some good writing right there. I was like, I like that. So I kind of got inspired by that where it's like, all right, you know, in this story, not all the villains are going to be villains in the long run. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to like really like divulge on that. Like, all right. There's always going to be another big bat on top of the people that they're fighting on a daily basis, um, you know, that they can work together for. So, yeah, I was inspired by all of that. And I came up with this world, this idea uh, with my webcomic. And I really just started expanding on it, expanding on it. And I've been expanding on it and working on it since 2016. Um, I started the webcomic in 2017. It was doing pretty good, but it was hard to keep up. because, Like I said, it was, it was costly. You know, and especially it's like it's like um, I'm not sure um, if you're a One Piece fan. I'm, I'm Piece just fan? getting back into One Piece. Um, so like I started at the very beginning because I knew that I was just so, so far behind. But because I hadn't paid attention to One Piece in years. So I'm like, 
all right, you know, I, yeah. I actually like the story, but unfortunately, I was one of those people who um who who That's had their experience ruined by kids WB. So uh, you, you, you mean four kids TV? Yeah, I mean I meant four kids TV, my bad. Yeah, four four kids yeah. definitely ruined a lot of my experience with some of some of these wait, anime, wait. but Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I get into what I was about to say, how did Four Kids TV ruin you? Because that was my start to One Piece. I, well, it, well, it, yeah, like, I, I think like for me, back. man, uh, I, I was very aware of how certain anime operated under Four Kids. So, granted, I liked some of the stuff that I saw in the beginning, but for whatever reason, it just something there wasn't clicking, and. I think because it went, it skipped over one particular arc, um, and went almost straight into um, the the Chopper's arc before we got to Alabasta. And at that point, I started losing interest. And then by the time we got to arc. Alabasta, I was like, uh, okay. What arc? Um, it was the arc that Chopper was introduced. Didn't skip that. I watched that. No, 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 no. That 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 one wasn't the one that was skipped. It was the arc before that. Um, so I, you said. It- so, but but it was it was Romance Dawn, then it got Usopp, uh-huh. then it was Brati, then it was Orlong Park, then it was Chopper, right? No, there was another arc that was between um, Arlong and Chopper. That was the I... one that they got Vivi. Say say again. That was the one that they got Vivi. Yeah, I believe so. Skip that. I I didn't see that one, so maybe maybe it was just I don't know. May, maybe Cartoon Network had something going on at that time. I don't know, but I know that I didn't see the arc. I just remember seeing like, oh, Vivi kind of just popped up out of nowhere, and you know, Nami is sick out of nowhere. I was trying to figure out what the heck just happened. Oh yeah, yeah. So the funny thing about it, man, they were doing two episodes at a time, so that's probably why. Like if you uh, miss like three, if you okay. miss like three weeks then, yeah, you, you're going to be lost, um, especially how One Piece operates. Um, but I, okay, at least, at least you didn't say I didn't like the One Piece rap. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't have any problems with the One Piece rap, man. I, I, I did not have any, uh, any, I didn't have any kind of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I just, I didn't mind it. It was one of those things where I was like, okay, this is, this is typical for kids. I don't, I don't have any problems with it. Um, so yeah, there's that. Yeah, I wanted them to continue it. So now I, I want to see how they're gonna uh, fix the wordplay. Um, but either way, uh, the way One Piece set up the manga is it's a new chapter every week, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not paying for this. We're we're going on Viz. We're reading it for free. Uh, we may be reading it on another site, but we're not paying for it. So like me paying on a manga every week costs me about what three hundred dollars a chapter. You know, it's not someone can't just sustain that, you know, especially in this climate. Yeah. Um, especially with all the things going on. Um, because it's like there's no there's no avenue for for um longevity. So um I, I took a break on that and I said, okay, you know, let me figure out like okay, how can I make this so how can I make this something long term? How can I create something where people can get a um, introduction to this world. So I came on Icarus Metro. Um, Icarus Metro is going to be a 10 part, a 10 series book. I mean, not 10 series book, a 10 book series. And it's also going to lead into like different spinoffs and stuff. So like once I, you know, finish my 10 series, my 10 uh, books, 
then I'm going to go off and like, okay, you know, I'm having this story. I'm having that story. I'm having this story and everything's going to be available. Now, is this going to be a quick process? No, it's not. Um, but with the more collaborations, the more people I can, you know, get to, to start writing for the universe and stuff, uh, the easier it will be. Because I know for myself right now, like one of my goals, and this isn't like my professional goal and stuff like that. This is like one of my goals, my personal goals, is to have a brand like Marvel another 30, 40 years, you know, um, to have a brand like DC. Because I know Stan Lee, he didn't start Marvel until his 40s. And in the 40s, you know, after he fought World War II, you know, and now, now look look where it is now, you know. Um a lot of these stories didn't come around until like maybe the 50s and the 60s. Like, for example, we got Blue Beetle and Young Justice. Blue G Beetle was originally part of Charleston Comics that was funded by the Mafia to, to help fuel World War II. Now, um, they went underground and DC, you know, got the acquisitions for, you know, the, the character. Now, there are still like public domain versions of, you know, Charleston Comics characters and stuff. And you know, this is just like, you know, acquisitions of like a lot of stuff. Like, for example, you got Milestone, um, you know, Milestone Icon, Static, Rocket, uh, different characters like that now owned by DC. Um, There's a lot of evolution going on in the comic space and just the creative space as well. You know, when you're creating, it's like, okay, you're not necessarily sure that this is going to last forever, but you're going to at least try to make it last forever. And you're going to keep on expanding. I know for me, myself, I don't like to settle. So um, with that, I'm just hoping for longevity, man. Hey, man, that's what's up. And that's what's up. I'm glad to hear of your, your plan in place. And I'm glad to see what you are, what you are trying to accomplish. By the way, um, I remembered the arc that, uh, I, that it said four kids had skipped. It was Little Garden. Um, I don't remember ever seeing that part in four kids. And I had to like go back in when I, in the middle of my reread, that's where I picked up. I'm like, I don't remember this part. And I don't remember this well, they, story. They, yeah, they, they might have skipped that. That wasn't, that was after they got Chopper though. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, they might yeah, probably skip that with the, with, the two, with the two giants. Yeah, with the two giants. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that before too. My brother was, when he started rewatching One Piece, he was watching that and I was like, what is this? Yeah, so um, I'm currently rereading, as I said, and I'm, I'm currently in alabaster right now so i'm trying to just get through that so i can get to the next art um i started my reread this year because i said i'm a i'm going to read one piece one way or the other so you know i i don't like being uh i don't want to say i don't like being left out i just don't like having something that i was interested in and then just falling off and not finishing it so i'm definitely going to uh uh do my part to try and catch up at least within the next year uh because i know it's it's I'm on chapter like what 200 right now, and I'm mm, I know I got a, a, a 830 more to go. So yeah, I I definitely um I definitely did feel left out, especially through Twitter and Instagram and stuff, all the different stuff that was like talked about with One Piece. Um, so I actually like it was like two years ago. It was a snowstorm out here. I was in grad school. I was working, and I was just like, I need something to just watch on TV. So. I remember leaving off for Kids TV days, Cards Network days. I remember the last episode I've seen was like sometime in Skypea. So I was like, all right, I don't know anything. That's after Alabaster. I was like, I don't know, you know, anything that's going on here. So I said, all right, let me start off when Luffy defeated Crocodile in Alabaster. Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, I started off there and I got all the way to, um, I want to say episode 890 something Ooh. in 38. Sheesh. So I watched like 150 episodes in like 30 days, just like mindlessly, like absorbing everything, but still working, still doing everything I had to do. Like two laptops up, still working, and just, just having one piece up listening. Um, hey, I was I was addicted, man. Um, and then from there, all the episodes ran out. So I started reading, and they were already in Wano, like two in 2000. Because this is the same weekend Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. So I want to say 2018, actually. Okay. Yeah, they were in Wano 2018. Here we are, we're still in Wano. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's good to hear, man. Good. I'm I, I realized that I had uh breezed through like the first few chapters in in a matter of uh a couple of days. I'm like, dang, I'm already at um I'm already at uh East Blue. I was just like, yo, I'm just wow, 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 wow. So yeah, yeah I'm uh I'm definitely gonna hop back into it uh and and try to get through as much as i can and we'll see what where i'm at by the end of the year because i know i said i would at least finish alabaster before the year was over so i'm definitely on track to do that so cool um so man let, let me hear some of your uh influences to to create icarus metro like what what are some of the things that that sparked the idea of wanting to create this realm and to create the characters that you have um so i like I like uh, a lot of like action, shonen, and um, thriller animes. Okay. Right? Um, so, so, you know, I it, it's crazy because like it's a comic, right? But like I named most of the inspiration to be anime. I grew up on anime. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't grow up on comics. The only comics I could say I really grew up on was Batman Beyond, Justice League, and Static Shock, and X Men okay. Unlimited. The, the, the kids WB uh, Golden Era. I yeah, like the, the kids WB. <laughs> 1998 to to 2003 era mm -hmm. you know but that's like that was my era where i um i was really absorbing in comics but i never really like divulged into like the actual comic books like i was watching the shows and stuff uh so like i really like like action shonen ron kenshin yu hakusho um iwasha mm -hmm. um dragon ball z naruto one piece Bleach, you know, all the prime tsunami shows and stuff, right? So when I was thinking about like Icarus Metro, I said to myself, I was like, all right, well, it's normal to make a male protagonist, right? But it's not really normal to make a female protagonist in like a lot of anime, mm -hmm. you know, because like if you look at anime, um, you do a female protagonist, what's she gonna be? She's going to be crying. She's going to be busty. She's going to be all over a guy. Like, I didn't really want a character like that. You know, I mean, there are characters like that, but I didn't want that to be, like, the main character. Mm -hmm. So I created a female, um, half Black, half Asian. Her mom's Asian. Her dad's Black. Um, and she is very goofy, um, very uh, funny, very creative. In the beginning, she has a lot of self-doubt, um, but later on, she gets the confidence she needs to carry out her tasks that she's, you know, destined to do. Uh, so, so with that, I um, I created this world centered around her. Like, like who is she? What um, what are the people? Who are the people surrounding her? 
what's her storyline? And with this, it started expanding and expanding. Um, I, you know, created like the power system, um, created the deities, created, um, you know, all the, the activities, which stemmed a lot from Bleach because I love the spotters. Mm. You know, I love the way they set that up. I love the way, you know, they had their little society. Uh, My Hero Academia didn't inspire the hero aspect or like the the, the, the power aspect, but it inspired the, um, the villains, let's say. Okay. Because, because the way the My Hero villains are set up is they're villains, but they have conscience. Like, they're doing what they're doing for a specific reason. We don't necessarily know the full reason why they're doing what they're doing, but they're doing what they're doing for a reason. Like we get like Dragon Ball Z, we get, you know, all these other shows and stuff. And what are the villains' reasons for being a villain? I want to take over the world. It's mm-hmm. it, it, that's so cut and dry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's no, there's no really thought into it. Like. So I wanted to make villains with a conscience, villains with actual purpose, you know, um, opposed to just taking over the world, destroying everything. And, you know, that's just not, that's not meaningful to me. Right. Um, so, you know, the inspiration, you know, the inspiration comes from there. And it was just something I just started building upon. Man. I, I didn't want to, um, you know, just create anything just like a regular story. I wanted to make people think. I wanted to get people off their toes. I wanted to make people... I wanted to get people to say, damn, mm-hmm. like that's, that's messed up, you know, like, and it's not even like, it's not even like just a regular story, but more so like the things that happen in the story, the things characters say to each other. Like, for example, um, in the comic, I'm going to have it. So it's going to be a part where she has um, two male friends, right? Right, two male friends, and one male friend she likes and like, and he likes her. And the other male friend, she thinks he's cute, but doesn't really like him like that. And he likes her. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is that one of the the one that she likes and he likes her, he gets like taken away by a villain, and they think he's dead because he's gone for like three, four months. Oh, and he's like getting out through stuff, right? So over that time, she is training the other dude because he just got powers for the first time. So she's training him. They're getting close. They're bonding. Boom, boom, boom. One night, sleep together. And then the next day, the other guy breaks free and comes back home. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, yeah, I want to have, I'm having moments like that. Like that's the type of like, energy i want to bring into my stories like like controversial stuff like as if you're watching mary for the first sight for the first time you know what i'm saying like yeah like uh, some stuff like that yeah hey man yeah that's that's definitely some um i was gonna say some game of thrones shit but yeah that, i i'm yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i'm like shit you, you just oh off the gate put them in a in a terrible predicament but all right i'm 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 definitely interested now so uh, for you, for the audience here, man, how can they uh, dive into this story? How can they read it? Oh yeah, yeah, almost yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, you can actually get issue one. Uh, you can get issue one on IcarusMetroComics.com. Um, Icarus Metro Two is currently on Kickstarter, but we'll also have it available 
um, in January. So if it's much two, you can get in January, we'll have cover A and cover B. Um, you know, you'll be able to get all three covers if you see us at a convention. Uh, we're planning on doing a few conventions in New Jersey next year. We're planning on doing Atlanta Comic Con next year. We're planning on doing New York uh, Comic Con next year. Either New York Comic Con or Anime New York City next year. Um, and hopefully a Comic Con in Los Angeles. I haven't um, worked out any specifics for that yet. Um, but we are in the process of, of doing that. So yeah, you can definitely check out everything right now at IcarusMetro.com. You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter at Icarus Metro, Instagram at Icarus Metro Comics. And, um, you know, we're on everything, Reddit, TikTok. Uh, so you can definitely check us out there. You can get the copies. If you search, if you go to our Instagram and it, actually, if you go to our website too, you'll be able to see the introductory chapters for our webcomic. If you are interested in just the story, the way the characters develop, you can see a little bit there. Um, the first nine chapters of Juice, right? We're, you know, like I said before, we're in a revision process of doing everything over again. Um, but you can basically get a better understanding of the world there uh, for free. And uh, you can get a copy of the book online for... Uh, $6.99 and you can get the digital copy for $2.50. Okay. Hey man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, speaking of cons, uh, did you end up going to uh, anime NYC? Yes, yes, I did. I went there uh the Friday day. Okay, yeah, it was lit. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to cosplay um because like it was like a spur in the moment ticket buy. But yeah, I got there. Um, I'm glad I didn't cosplay because it was like I was out in the cold for about two and a half hours uh yeah yeah it was it was right there's at least half a million people were just waiting outside to get into that con Goodness, um, well yeah considering that it, it was in new york and you got over yeah. eight million people to deal with in general so i, I get it yeah it, it was it was a lot of people man but yeah i got some i got some good stuff man got some tokyo a tokyo revengers jacket got me a hypeland jacket um okay definitely Definitely enjoyed uh, an anime in New York City, met RDC, um, you know, met a couple of YouTubers. Um, you know, it, it's something I definitely want to go back next year with a big group, you know, doing like a group cosplay. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, going to conventions, man, like, I'm actually really glad I went to that convention a few years ago, man. Best decision of my life because it, it's like, it's like, um, getting together with people you you don't know but you feel like you knew your entire life you know wow because everybody loves the same thing and you got something to talk about with everyone you know you're friendly you see someone with your favorite character cosplaying on hey how you doing so just start talking you make new friends boom you know it's just it's it, it, i love it man i love it hey that's what's up man uh just to relate to what you were saying earlier in the episode, like I, I realized late that that um Comic Con did come to Hampton, and um actually this past year NecoCon uh came, and uh, granted I didn't get a chance to go to NecoCon because I was working, and unfortunately I couldn't get off that uh that weekend, but um just seeing some of the reactions 
uh, to the, these cons that are coming into Hampton. You you have some positives, and of course you have some negatives. But uh, I'm just it got me excited because I I'm definitely uh, going to DreamCon in July, and uh, that that gives me the opportunity to like to put some stuff. All right, man. I <laughs> I try, I try to get those tickets, man. They got sold out so quick. Uh, man. Yeah, man. Them, them joints was was going fast, like. That's how it was when we were trying to get like the VIP joints the first time around. And I'm like, yo, this joint is like, I can't get it because it was in my cart. And the next thing I know, it was gone. I'm like, ah, shit. But thankfully, during that period, the general admin tickets were still available. So I was just like, man, let me just go ahead and, and, and grab this one before it's too late. So like, I wasn't because it's, it's crazy. Now, I usually have trigger fingers, but I only have trigger fingers when I'm home because mm-hmm. I was at my family's place for Thanksgiving. Right, and I just stayed over there and stuff like that because, like, when that PS5 came out, I was like, I had trigger fingers, like, boom, 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 exit. I got it right first, the first release, man, for the PS5, right? Don't try but, to get a PS5. <laughs> but, 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 DreamCon, man, I wish, man, because I, I, I was waiting for it, but um, I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to wait till the year after, um. Um, you know, something I, you know, for even for you, man, like, you know, with those Comic-Cons, you said that the two cons that was out there, uh, I feel like you should do like a, um, maybe get like a booth and do like live interviews with like people. Um, yeah, that's definitely my plan, uh, especially for next, the upcoming year. I definitely want to try and get like a booth and try to interview as many people as possible for any cons that are coming through the 7-5, um, since I'm still here. Uh, also, you know, I want to get to experience it live and in person because it seems like every time that I want to experience it, either I find out too late or I'm working. Say, say again. You never been to one? Uh, not not to my my knowledge. I don't believe that I've actually been to an actual like con con. So I've I've been around, you know, and I'll be around the area when people are you know out cosplaying and whatnot. But I've never actually you know done the actual comic con um or neko con. I just I just be around people and hear stories and, you know, try to figure out, you know, if that's, you know, not to say try to figure out that's something I want to do, because obviously it's something that I want to do. It's just my schedule for the last few years has been incredibly hectic. So I'm just trying to make sure that I can piece together and, and, and find out ahead of time. So I'm starting to uh, look up these cons and find out when they're coming into town. So that way I know that I can be prepared when they do come into town. Okay, okay. So, you know, and this is something for everybody uh, who's listening to this right now. Uh, I definitely suggest three things, man. For your first con, don't even do any podcast stuff. Don't even go there on business. Like, you got to enjoy that. Okay. One, cosplay. Right? Mm-hmm. Wear whatever outfit, whatever character you love, man. Just go, just be yourself. Two, your first con, man. You need to bring, bring like maybe two hundred fifty dollars cash. Just having that in your pocket for just spending money, mm. because you're gonna want souvenirs. You're gonna see things that be like, damn, I I, I can't find this online. If I find this online, it's gonna be fifty dollars shipping. You know, you're gonna you're gonna see some stuff. You know, and it depends on how big the con is too. Because smaller cons, you know, you don't really get those big vendors with like great stuff. But bigger mm. cons, yeah. Um, and three men, I say get a group. Got a good group, at least two other people. Okay, you know, because you know you got to have like people to watch your stuff, people you know, share some food with. If you're traveling for the con, definitely want to split the hotel because that stuff adds up. 
Uh, you, you speak preaching to the choir here, so yeah, I'll make sure that I remember. Uh, I'm trying to get my my co-host Law to to come out to DreamCon, but I don't know if he was able to grab a ticket or not. But I'll um I'll ask him about it to see if he still plans on it. Hopefully, DreamCon doesn't know the drops that way. Y'all can you know grab some more tickets. Um, yeah, we'll see. Was, I know that they said that they only are selling a limited amount, so we'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah, they need to get a bigger venue. They know how much. They know. They know. Come on. Yeah, they they are well aware. Now they're well aware of just how popular this has become. Like I think, you know, because it was so small for so many years, they they weren't really thinking about it. And then last year happened, and it was just like, oh, now you're you're experiencing a boom. So you got to be. I'm and I'm not coming at anybody uh, for RDC World one um, or e- anybody that is actually working with DreamCon or whatnot. I just uh, I could tell that there were uh, a few things that they might've missed that they can improve on as far as selling these tickets. Cause they, I think now they realize just how big this is about to be. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they're able to get things uh, fixed up uh, in time for, you know, all of our friends and all of our circle and anime community to, to actually go out and enjoy. Um, yeah. I, f- I, f- I feel like DreamCon could be the biggest anime convention in the world. If they have the right venue, yeah, and the right setup, it could it could be the biggest. Because anime in New York City, it was big because it was in the Javits Center, but uh-huh. like it wasn't as big as New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con had everything filled out. You know, this place didn't have everything filled out, and I'm not sure whether or not that was just because of COVID. But New York Comic, it was in the same building as New York Comic Con, but New York mm-hmm. Comic Con it was much bigger than anime in New York City. Now I feel like DreamCon could be ten times bigger. You got REC like. When they won that dodgeball thing, the streams, you know, all these other things that they're bringing in people across the world traveling just to go here, you know, like I, I don't have no reason to go to Texas, bro. I don't got no reason to go to Texas. You know what I mean? But I go to Texas for that, you know? Hey, hey man. Um, well, I had a couple of reasons to go into Texas. One, because like the, the folks that I'm, that I got cool with, you know, with, um, with Blurred Mind, with um, okay. Mike Check, Wife of Wife, who they're all in Texas, and, and even with, with Blanda May Podcast, like they're, they're out in Texas. So I like, I had a reason to go out there this past summer, and my cousin is out there, and I, and I typically enjoy Texas. Well, mm-hmm. at least the cities, you know, I ain't gonna catch me out there in the middle of nowhere because I, I know how Texas is, but still, um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and, uh, and I can't wait to go again to actually experience it. So, uh, with that, man, uh, I, I did have a few more questions. Like, uh, as far as uh, Icarus Metro itself, man, how was the marketing been? Because I, I heard you talk about it, uh, about your process a little bit on uh, the Blur Mind or Inside the Mind of a Blur. So uh, just yep. break down how arduous that process can be. Uh, the process can be very rigid, man. It can be very rigid, very difficult, and very time-consuming. Um, because you're marketing a book that you want people to read you know it's like you can't tell people the story you know but you but you want them to buy the book so how do you go about doing that like how do you pitch the book without giving away too much so that's the challenge i'm facing especially being it's a shorter book right because like here's the thing uh for what i told you before like i like to write books i like to write stories with a lot of like plot twists a lot of like 
what the fuck moments, you know, and yeah. things like that. So it could be a regular, but it could be about a guy trying to save the world uh, from an impending apocalypse. But then you're going to be like, isn't that already done? Has not already been made? Like what, you know, what's, you know, but you're not going to know like the different things that are in it that are different from other books because it's the same book. So it's like, how do you pitch the book to the point where people are like interested? So that's like the biggest thing with marketing. Um, and plus, I would say like, if you want to really successfully market a book, right? Um, and this is where, and this is why a lot of people instead of self-publishing, um, I mean, I feel like self-publishing is, is a new thing that people are just getting into now. Yeah. But back in the day, a lot of people would try to get their book to an official publisher um, to get the book made because of the marketing side. You know, the the publishing company, they, they only focus on um, writing the book, getting the content, and, and, you know, producing the actual physical book, right? Um, but the publisher, we're not producing the actual physical book, but producing the, the book, you know? Um, the publisher will work on marketing, um, press releases, all those other things. Now, the self-publisher have to do all that, you know? So it's like the marketing aspect is, okay, we have this book. We think the book is great. How do we get this book to an audience, right? How do we pay for a marketing budget? How do we promote on social media? How do we get advertisements? How do we do all these different things? So it's like managing all that is what could be very costly if you want the book to be like, for example, an Amazon bestseller. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, for those books that are just, you know, self-published, put on Amazon, Amazon bestseller, XYZ, uh, you know, they're pitting in like maybe $40 a day on Instagram promoting the book, you know, doing Facebook ads, Google AdSense, you know, putting all that stuff out there, uh, Amazon ads make sure the book's out there. But as a self-publisher, you can't really do that because you don't have that that necessary budget. Um, right. So that's why it can be very difficult, especially when you're like doing like a Kickstarter campaign, um, crowdfunding, because a lot of people don't understand what that is. Um, you know, it could be very difficult, uh, if, especially if you don't have, if you're not known, if you don't have a niche, if you don't have popularity um, online. Like, for example, if you go on like, if you go and you make like, a TikTok a day for six months and you start blowing up a little bit on TikTok and now you have a big popularity, people commenting, people liking, people laughing, all sorts of things happening. Then you can go on and be like, hey, I got this book. This is me. This is that, right? Um, now that could be a hit or miss. That could either be people like, ah, oh, this is not your usual content. I don't want to look at this. Mm -hmm. Or it could be like, oh, I want to support. I really like this guy. I want to support his books, right? Um, but like, say you just make a TikTok just for the book and you put it out and then people are just like, oh, what is this? You know, just someone trying to sell me something. It's not, you're not, you got to build like a community of, of people like wanting to, um, like and support, uh, you know, that content. So, you know, marketing can be very difficult, uh, if not done right now, every day I'm learning, you know, everything I'm learning from others, yeah. uh, and, you know, with this learning, you know, you got to really understand, like, okay, how can I, uh, you know, maneuver different ways to, to build, uh, you know, content, not only for myself, but for, um, for brand. 
Um, yeah, that's that's just that's just where I'm at right now mentally uh, for for content creation and marketing. Um, but I do know that you know it is probably the most difficult thing about being a creator. Yeah, man. Um, as a business major from Hampton, I understand that you know the the basics of marketing boils down to the four P's. You know, product place, price, and promotion. Especially promotion and price. You know that that really goes, that that's that really goes into your whole strategy. And ultimately, you have to understand if nothing else, those two P's. We have to, of course, understand all four. But when doing your uh, content creating, and that's something that I'm learning right now as far as promoting the podcast, is just understanding those four Ps and how to make it work for your benefit. And it does take a lot of work. So I, I applaud you for being able to, you know, continuously do this. Uh, I know that I've been trying to avoid TikTok, and now I've realized I probably can't avoid TikTok. I'm probably going to have to, like, start making some videos and, and, and shit like that. And try to promote like what we talk about because we 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 have some some different topics that I think could be uh we could get the opinions of different people and you know on top of the fact that people would be able to love and appreciate the the topics that we do talk about and the people that we do highlight so um you know that's just something that's just going into my head so I know that with your comics that it's it's especially circulating uh, even right now like or how are you what you're finding and you know how to find ways to make this work and finding ways to make sure that you're promoting your content is i i understand it can be tedious arduous and you know rigid so i'm i'm just it, for me personally man i applaud you for being able to do all of this because it, it takes a lot of work especially you know if you don't really have um the the necessary resources but you working with what you got and and as we said, sometimes money does come into play, bro. So like the more money you get, I've realized with myself is like as I'm earning, you know, sponsors and whatnot, all that money that I'm earning is like, all right, I got, I got to put it into this. I got to put it into making sure yeah. that I have the right equipment and making sure that I'm broadcasting on the right channels. It's it it, it can be tedious. So I'm I'm with you on that, man. Yeah. I definitely applaud yeah. you for doing this. Yeah, it could be a lot, man. It could be a lot. But, you know, if you if you really want it, man, you know, it's nothing stopping you. Yeah, man, you got to go for it. Definitely got to yeah. go for it. Uh, man, tell us tell us a little bit more about the um the merch that you got, man. And I'm also seeing these Funko Pops because I saw and I heard, I was like, this man got a whole, he got Funko Pops? Wait a minute. So I saw on your Instagram page, like, yo, okay, I'm going to have to support. So, Tell us more about the merch that you got out uh, out here, man. Okay, okay. Um, what people see right here, I got the Icarus Metro hoodie on. Where, where? Um, it's probably it's probably an audio podcast, but um, yeah, I got the Icarus Metro hoodie. Um, I have actually new Icarus Metro streetwear shirts, so it's long sleeve and a short sleeve. Um, I have uh, a beanie. I got a, a face mask. I got the new the, the streetwear shirt right here. Okay. Yo, that's dope. You know, I'm not sure people can see that, but. Yeah, that that is really dope. Yeah, I haven't worn that yet, but you know, 
So that's the new streetwear shirt. Um, I have this one of the Funkos here. Callous. This is one of the characters introducing Icarus uh, 2. So this is my fourth Funko that I had made. Um, so I'm doing a Funko for every character. Uh, part of the team. So I have, I actually have two of one character. And um, it was like a test run. And I actually have um, the, the main character of Icarus 2. Then I have Catalyst. I'm going to do like two every book. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the merch that I have right now. Um, I want to expand on doing a merch. I'm actually thinking about getting like an embroidery machine. Mm-hmm. I like making my merch. Um, opposed to like, you know, just having like a, a press-on design. That way I can get like special hoodies made. Um, and plus I can also like make other anime inspired like clothing and stuff too. So hey man, that's what's up. I'm definitely going to be supporting this Kickstarter and definitely gonna be supporting this the the merch that you got, man, because that is extremely dope that you have all of that. Um I and it looks good, man. It really does. So I'm I'm just so flabbergasted. I'm like, man, this man already got Funko Pops, bro. Like I am <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to trying to uh I'm trying to expand on it, man, because like I'm actually going to like start putting up my Funko Pops on my site. Like I'm actually redoing my site right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I put up my Funko Pops on the site, it's going to be like, all right, they're going to be like special orders. So like you know, because um, they're custom, they take about six to six months to, to get it made. So bet, bet, bet. Um, I'm in quick and easy, man. Yeah, man. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh. And before we close out, man, just a, just a few more questions here. Um, they're more so, I guess, a little personal. Uh, one, uh, how do you feel about your Eagles now? Because I know the last time that uh, y'all, y'all, y'all did the interview, you was just like, eh. But, I mean, I see the Eagles have picked up a few wins here, man. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what, what do y'all see? Because y'all are second in the AFC East right now, NFC East right now. Excuse me, goodness. So you know how you think y'all be able to uh to overtake the Cowboys since they've lost three of their last four? My Eagles, man, they are freaking wild cards, man. I don't look, man. Like I started off this season, to be honest, I started the season like, yeah, you know, it's another season. We got a fresh start. I do this every single season, man. Mm-hmm. We got a fresh start, win the first game, boom. Then we just start sucking. Like it's just bad, you know? And I kind of yeah. gave up, man. I lost hope. I said, oh, next year, you know? We're going we're gonna to be the champions again next year. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I said, they, they make it a comeback? <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, we do have a chance to defeat the Cowboys, man. If we do, then we are in a good spot. Um, it just depends on the moves we make from here. You know, the Cowboys, I feel like they, they got real cocky. Mm-hmm. You know, they were too confident, man. They were too confident. I don't know what's going on internally with them. I haven't been following them. Um, but uh, with the Eagles, you know, we never were – we never had a strong start. Like, we always had a good first game. But, like, after that, we <laughs> – our record would never be a Patriots record, mm-hmm. you know, from the last couple of years, you know, our record would never be that, you know, we will, we will have losses and we will have a lot of losses, but we are the people who uh, people think we're going to get knocked out the first round of the playoffs and we end up going to championship, you know? 
So like I, I say, people better watch out, man, because you don't know what's going to happen for the Eagles. Man, I, I, when it comes to football, football has been so up and down this year, bro. Like I, I can't even call who will win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I'm a Steelers mm-hmm. fan, and right now my Steelers are kind of eh. You know, we've got – when our defense is healthy, great. But when we got people who are out, I'm like, we're about to lose. And sure enough, we've been struggling these last two games. we 5-4-1, and one, so I'm kind of – I'm in the middle here. Like, eh, we got a chance to make the playoffs. I don't know how far we'll get because we got – just the, the injuries that we sustain on defense, unfortunately, they're always two important people. And it, it, for me, it's such a huge headache because it's like, okay, if, if I know T.J. Watt is not playing, then I don't really have that much hope. Um, and, and it's, it is sad to say that you put in all of your hopes into one person on defense, but that's just me personally, because he's such a game changer on our defense. And this is like, dang, bro, he covers up a lot of holes because our secondary right now is, is some, um, it needs work. So there's that, but I mean, there's still a chance to come out on top. Hopefully the, the Steelers will at least make the playoffs regardless if they win the AFC North or not. Um, and in basketball, I'm a Bulls fan, so I'm I'm on a high right now. Like, bro, the Bulls are, have been good for the first time since Derrick Rose got traded, and I'm just so excited to see what this Bulls team does. Uh, I know you're a Lakers fan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bro, that, that game last night, y'all went to triple overtime with the Kings and lost. I, I, I ain't got no yeah, words for that one. Yeah, just, yeah I, don't, I don't know what the heck's going on, man, but uh, – it is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. I was to say that. It, uh, it, 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 it is what it is, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not the, the biggest Lakers supporter, but I like Carmelo, and I do want him to at least get one. But the way it's looking right now, I mean, and things can happen because, as we said, basketball is a long season. That's 82 games. Ain't nobody about to, like, really keep track, keep track of all those games. But still, it, it it's not a – at least for the Lakers, it doesn't look like a very, very promising start. But we'll see by the time the uh, the All Star game rolls around, and we'll we'll kind of get an idea of where everybody is, and 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 we'll see where where it goes from there. So, um, man, I definitely appreciate you coming through. But before we sign out, uh, as always, I want you to like promote yourself, promote your website, you know, or you promote your Kickstarter. You know, let people know how they can, again, read the comics, how they can support you in your Kickstarter. And if you have any other uh, Black businesses or Black uh, comic book writers or even Black manga writers or anything in general that you want to support, definitely shout them out here. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, again, everybody, my name is Calvin Chambers, creator of Icarus Metro Comics. Uh, you can definitely check out my stories and the books that I've been writing on uh, com. Um, you can get issue one there available now. You can get my book, uh, 10 Lessons from a Middle Class Family there. And you can actually read uh, the beginning of the webcomic on Webtoons called Juice with exclamation point at the end. Um, you know, currently right now, I have a Kickstarter running for Icarus Metro 2. I definitely support the lowest tier. You can get a visual copy of Icarus Metro 2 for $5. And you can get uh, double issues for $8, uh, digital copy. You get the physical copy for $12. And so on, you know, as you want to, um, as you look up for the Kickstarter, you'll be able to get different things for different tiers. Um, so definitely um, support the Kickstarter. Uh, and if you miss the Kickstarter or the time runs out on the Kickstarter, uh, you'll definitely be able to get a copy of Icarus Metro 1 and 2 together in January. 
um, you know, with Icarus Metro 3 and 4, hopefully become uh, by summer and, uh, you know, early fall of next year. Um, so, yeah, www.icarusmetrocomics.com. Wow, uh, definitely check it out and definitely check out the story um, and, and apparel and everything, you know, with it. You know, we appreciate all the shares, likes, and, um, you know, sends of posts to different people you believe will love the comics, the stories, and just the content in general. Um, yeah, so, you know, definitely check it out. Bet, 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 man. Um, how can people follow you on social media? You guys can follow me on social media at Icarus Metro Comics. Okay. And that's on uh, TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, Instagram, at Icarus Metro, Twitter. Yep. Okay. Excellent, excellent, man. Uh, so you guys have heard how to follow him. Definitely go out, support this uh, Black artist, support his comic book series, support everything that he's doing right now. Um, as always, our job is to make sure that we highlight Black businesses and Black artists who are out here trying to make a difference one way or the other. Uh, this is a part of our culture, you know, so definitely go out and support this man. As always, we got to definitely highlight some of the other Black podcasts that we support. Um, as always, shout out to Worst Generation Podcast, Mike Check, Waifu, Waifu, and Blanime Podcast. We are official Patreon subscribers to these three. Definitely, as always, check them out. Um, shout out to the Truth and Transparency Podcast. It's another Hamptonian, my boy Malcolm. Definitely shout out to him. Uh, and I'm trying to think of some other ones that are around here. Um, and I always, always, I got to start making a list because there's so many people that I support and so many people that I follow, which is kind of hard to keep track of. Uh, as always, shout out to Inside the Mind of a Blur podcast, a Blur Mind podcast, um, all 10 of y'all, uh, I believe, you know, and Scholar Supremacy over here. So shout out to her. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, shout out to uh, the Black Anime Podcast uh, Twitter page, man. Uh, if for those who don't know, that is a that they have the directory of all the black anime podcasts. Um, I was able to cop some merch from them. I got a dope ass hoodie from them. So definitely check them out on uh, Twitter, especially if you are into anime podcasts. They will at least help you find what's going to best fit you and uh, your your listening experience. Um, as always, shout out to Studio Maho. I'm definitely getting ready to, to interview Pat whenever I get the opportunity to. We just got to get our schedules together. Um, I'm definitely ready to highlight them. Shout out to Concept Moon, as always, as well. Uh, Strange Keith and them, y'all doing y'all thing over there. Uh, I think that is all that I can think of at the moment. Oh, oh, HBCU Anime, as always. And uh, definitely check out uh, Sundari's page. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to her YouTube, definitely check out her videos. Uh, I, I, goodness, there are so many people that we support in this anime community and in this uh, content creator community. It is crazy. So uh, with that, I think I've just about covered everything. Um, once again, thank you to my boy Calvin Chambers uh, for coming out here and doing this interview, man. As always, we will always uplift Hamptonians, especially on this podcast as well. So shout out to him. Uh, for our listeners, as always, be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. You can like and follow us on Facebook at Chaotic Culture Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Chaotic underscore Culture and follow culture. Us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro, on all social media. You can also follow my co-host, 
uh, NASA on all social media underscore call me NASA. And you can follow my boy law on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96 and on Twitter at law 96 underscore. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for once again tuning in to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. As always, be blessed, be safe. God is love. Deuces. Peace. in these streets so let's talk about it please let's hold some conversation you see where i'm coming from yes it's so amazing go on here get comfortable you can grab a seat take a load off your feet yeah welcome to the table we don't tell no lies over here this ain't no fable we just live our lives over here we ain't no angels we just shine our light over here we got the power Uh, we just showing love over here Everybody needs some, yeah, and we don't need a reason. Everybody needs some, and we don't need a reason. Cause we're living in a chaotic culture. 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 Oh, we're living in a chaotic culture. 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 Thank you.